emotions 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 what pesky little things now i've always not been a fan of emotions <laughs> i just always wondered like why do we need these things really why but unfortunately we have no say in having them or not having them it's just part of the human body and whether we like it or not they influence our day-to-day life whether that be personally or within our intimate and social relationships and this influence can be positive and functional or negative and dysfunctional or it could be nuanced positive and negative when considered from two different perspectives we'll speak about that nuance a bit later on so i guess you're probably wondering why are we even speaking about this like we have them so what and i guess i'd just like to ask you for these emotions that we label bad or negative did you know or even the good ones did you know that they can actually be useful to us in our relationships i mean i would hope so we've evolved to have them this far <laughs> and today particularly we'll be talking about anger the big bad wolf <laughs> but first i'd like to officially welcome you to too much psychology my name is jovis and i'll be your host and i'll be taking you on this little exploration today on anger and the book that inspired this episode is dr harriet lerner's the dance of anger a woman's guide to changing patterns of intimate relationships now hold on men don't exit the chat <laughs> i'll be sharing the general ideas shared by dr learner that i thought will be helpful to everyone at least i hope so and if you're a woman listening to this and you'd like to find out more about the doctor's perspective specifically as it relates to you then i deplore you to get yourself a copy in whatever format that you would like but before going any further, some housekeeping. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a psychology student. I'll let you know once I get a license. <laughs> it's a long road ahead. Secondly, I'm sharing because honestly, there's so much going on around us. And I wanted to create something that would help us concentrate on our circle of influence if anyone knows the book i'm referring to here let me know but yeah this is where i'm coming from and i hope it's going to be useful and helpful to you in one way or another whether you're a man or a woman before we get started though i'd just like to maybe suggest that you listen to this when you're doing some monotonous work I know you can't take out a huge chunk of your day just to listen to something that you don't know if it's going to be helpful for you or not. So I'd think the best way to listen to this is if you're doing some monotonous work, laundry, dishes, something that I'd mean that doesn't really require you to think and you can listen to something in the background. I'd also like to say please don't expect perfection this is my first go around and i'm going to try to do my best to deliver the information that i am here to deliver to you but of course i'll get better as we go 
and i hope you can forgive the mistakes the mispronunciations whatever it is that comes up i hope that you can look past it and really take in the message and the information that i'm giving but apart from that i'd also like to say a massive appreciation to my two friends les and asti i love you guys these two people and i we have created spaces in our friendships where these conversations are happening and i don't know about them but they've really helped me gain new perspectives and grow and you know be okay with making mistakes be okay with not knowing and figuring it out and i hope i can create the same space for you who is listening today let's dive in what came to mind when i said anger that we're going to speak about anger or what are the images that come up for you when you think about the word is there a memory there i'm just asking because you know the images that come up for anger that come to my mind when i hear the word anger aren't really nice they make me feel uncomfortable and i want to exit stage left <laughs> and not discuss it any more or any longer that it needs to be but can anger be positive well in the beginning of the book dr lerner introduces anger as an emotion that doesn't need to have all the negative connotations that it has but rather as an emotion that serves the purpose of informing or signaling to us that there is an internal investigation that we need to undertake to find out what the source of the anger is from the findings of this internal investigation then we can move forward with addressing the source of the anger rather than be taken and immersed in the anger and the patterns that we engage with when we are angry with this one idea she essentially introduces a whole new way of looking at and experiencing anger and any emotion for that matter if we extrapolate of course which is to look at them from a point of neutrality where you can engage with the emotion using curiosity rather than a fully unconscious immersion in the emotion you know at least this is how i interpreted it <laughs> if you grab the book let me know how you interpret it i'd love to hear it please use the anchor voice messages function i would really love to hear back from you guys so what does this curiosity approach look like asking yourself some questions that will hopefully take you to the source of the anger now <laughs> i don't know about you but it really made me think like oh so i'm not asking the right questions okay so let's find out what what could be the right questions so if we're wanting to ask ourselves questions that will hopefully take us to the source of the anger because the anger is the signal the first question would be what is 
your anger signaling for you. I'd like to think that none of us wakes up and gets angry for fun. <laughs> but I asked precisely what it is signaling for you because the focus should be on how you are exactly being emotionally infringed upon and not on the act itself that got you angry. And I guess, you know, she sort of explains that, you know, when someone is angry, there's either hurt you know, an unfairness that happens or maybe you feel as if your values were disrespected. It could be a variety of things. That's why I just say, you know, emotionally infringed upon. What exactly has the act meant for you? So essentially the act that gets you angry is like a trigger of some sorts. That's indicating or there's something that I'm disliking here. And I guess (laughs) this would be the perfect time for an example because maybe you're like, Jovius, what does any of this mean? Um, So I'll share an example. I'm quite awkward when it comes to sharing, but I'll do my best. And, you know. I can't expect to ask you to engage with this new perspective and be vulnerable even alone with yourself without letting you see how I do it myself. I think it's only fair, but I'll share a little story. And of course, it's not going to be the whole story. And I'm not going to name any names. And it's only going to serve the purpose of demonstration here. We're not here to solve my relationship problems. All right. All right. (laughs) So um, an example of this would be about a year and a half ago, myself and a really close friend of mine, we butt heads for the first time in a really serious way. And that eventually meant the loss of our friendship. Looking back now of course and I have quite a bit to pick it up apart I mean I'm a psychology student aren't I (laughs) um the act that triggered my anger was the incessant teasing right um but the non-stop teasing itself wasn't and shouldn't have been the focus of my anger the question I needed to ask myself was why does her incessant teasing make me angry? And the answer to that would be I felt hurt because a person who I considered really close to me was making me the butt of the joke for a prolonged period of time. So why? <laughs> why is that a thing? That could be not a thing for other people, you know? <laughs> and more than that, right, um, when I asked for it to stop, um, it started getting extremely uncomfortable because my friend continued her merry way with the teasing. So the anger was now coming from a combination of hurt, you know, feeling disrespected and not considered by someone who was very dear to my heart. Now, the emotional infringement in this case that was happening was particularly on my beliefs and my values. This was something... Um, I believe friends shouldn't do to each other. These are the values I live by, okay? So, and especially when there's a 
clear discomfort from the other party. Essentially, this is not something I'd ever do to my friends. Even in the event that I did mistakenly do so, as soon as there's a clear sign of discomfort, I usually want to stop right away and apologize. Of course, I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up sometimes, but I'm pretty empathetic and take signals from people and you know, know when not to cross lines, especially when it comes to my close loved ones. So here we are and she is teasing. She's having fun with it. She's having fun with her friend. Maybe this is what I'm thinking is going on in our mind, maybe, but it's making me uncomfortable and it's making me angry, right? It starts off a little bit and then here we are, right? We're in that full immersion of anger, So, of course, (laughs) this was not how I reacted, right? This is in hindsight. Once, you know, you've thought about things, once you have really gone through the motions and picked apart the situations. How I just broke it down is just that. I broke it down now (laughs) once the situation has happened. And I guess this is exactly why why I would like to talk about this topic and any other topic that I'm going to be talking about because I believe there's something that we can learn and we can bring to our relationships a new perspective and a new way of being that could be beneficial for us and our relationships and really allow us to flourish and be fulfilled in them but anyway (laughs) I was passive I was a passive aggressive mean girl that day I really was because I didn't have this perspective. I was in the anger. All I saw was red. And everything she did and said later that day, I saw from this immersed point of view. We were now engaging in what Dr. Lerner calls the dance of anger in a relationship. We'll talk about this a bit later on. Um, So I hope that example sort of paints the picture of how we can unconsciously be immersed in anger and not really ask and engage in the reason why we're angry because what does me being passive aggressive solve right it solves nothing (laughs) i'm not addressing the problem she doesn't know what the problem is even if i say stop teasing stop the teasing isn't the problem right the disrespect the hurt, the not being considered is what is the problem, right? My values, my beliefs that are sort of being, you know, um, challenged, questioned in this situation is what's the problem. I hope that sort of helps you think about how we need to maybe take ourselves out of the immersion and ask ourselves different questions. This was definitely a welcome perspective when I came across it and honestly I wished I had come across this book and you know had this perspective before any any of my disagreements in my life um, came to be but that's just wishful thinking and I'd just like to hear from you what has come up for you so far because we've come from looking at anger and generally we've extrapolated any emotion as a signal and from that not 
concentrating on the act that was the trigger of the emotion, but rather searching deep and asking questions that we wouldn't have necessarily asked ourselves if we were immersed. So we're outside the immersion, we're not concentrating on the act, but we're trying to really get into the nitty gritty of the emotion and trying to serve that part and not the part of us that wants to see red and do the insulting, be the mean girl, you know, and even in extreme cases, maybe even be abusive, whether that be verbally or physically. So we're trying to serve a deeper purpose, of course, the psychology student is going to say let's go deep <laughs> but essentially that's the journey when we take the exploration within ourselves and really see what is going on what is imbalanced what isn't right and addressing that and not particularly addressing the act in itself, of course, but rather what the act is bringing up and not serving the anger by, you know, lashing out, <laughs> but really sitting still. Now, of course, now this sounds a bit spiritual <laughs> and I promise we're not here to be spiritual, but it's it, to me it sounded like sitting still it sounded like meditation it sounded like mindfulness it sounded like having to sit still with those emotions and really sifting through to the essentials to what matters to the wrong that is being done to the self and what the self needs in this instance and I'm sorry I forgot to mention this earlier, but apart from the reasons already mentioned, the self could also be angry because they are being, their growth is being infringed upon, their independence is being infringed upon. And so that could be another reason. I just wanted to add it in there just in case someone would resonate with that. Let's take a and speak about specifically the doctor's book is about anger and women and I thought I'd add this for any woman listening to this who might have needed to hear um, this perspective these thoughts might want to pick up this book but as it relates to women and anger, the doctor further explores how women experience the expression of anger, specifically as it pertains in the social context and how they are viewed when expressing their anger. Now, as I said, this is specific for women, but I do hope that the men listening in let me know through voice messages, of course, what they think about what I'm about to share. Uh, because men, you also have women in your life, whether that be sisters, mothers, girlfriends, wives. How is it that 
you are receiving their anger? How do you expect them to express said anger? I'd just like to hear what is going on in your mind as you listen to this next part. Dr. Lerner speaks about women's anger expression as being classified into two groups, the nice lady and the B-word lady. We're all grown. Please fill in the blank. (laughs) When the nice lady is angry, she sets her anger aside, doesn't address it, and instead defaults to wanting to fulfill her perceived role, whether in her intimate or familiar relationships, and even in her social relationships, let's say work. The primary goal being not stepping on these people's toes and jeopardizing the relationships they have. Herein lies the nuance we mentioned earlier. To the people with which she has relationships with, this is a positive reaction. She's acting ladylike, heavy air quotes there, (laughs) and maintaining the status quo of her relationships. But for the nice lady, this this is a negative because she isn't exploring her anger and addressing it, but is instead collecting a myriad of emotional infringement. Essentially, she's not asking those questions that we've spoken about and really getting into the essentials of why she's angry. The concentration here is on maintaining relationships. This idea of maintaining relationship patterns is an idea that Dr. Lerner really unpacks as the book goes on and she unpacks it using wonderful examples, whether that be a mother and a daughter, a wife and a husband. She also gives a personal example of a time, a difficult time that she was experiencing with her husband. And this was, of course, relating to What do I mean, of course, as if I know (laughs) what people are reading, but it was pertaining to their child. And so she speaks about this unconscious dance that we create in our relationships, the way we act, the way we react and how we form patterns of being with each other. And so we default to that and use that as a way to get through whatever is going on the difficulty the anger and i i I just thought it was interesting that (laughs) how many times have i said it was interesting take a shot every time (laughs) i said it's interesting but i thought it was interesting because who would have thought that we act in such ways to maintain the established ways of interacting, even if they are dysfunctional and not serving the relationship or either one of the individuals. Wow. Just wow. (laughs) So getting back. So this idea of maintaining relationship patterns is an idea that she unpacks thoroughly through different examples of different relationships i think it would be a lovely read for anyone if you're a mother if you're a daughter out there um you're going to like this 
Essentially, the ways in which we respond to anger shows a pattern of a particular reaction and how the interaction with the other party goes. Essentially, we are painting a picture uh, and a story. We're writing a story, one that is continually repeated, ensuring the way people relate when either party is angry is the same time and time again. Of course, you can exchange anger with whatever other emotion. This reminded me of that saying, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. That's the definition of insane, of of is it of insanity or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but imagine that. Who wants to live a life of insanity, their whole life? <laughs> not I, and I'm definitely hoping not you. And I'm hoping that this is going to sort of give you that new perspective and approach your relationships and even yourself within yourself approach things differently and take a step back from immersing in the emotion now the b woman on the other hand openly expresses her anger through words and actions and comes off as nagging annoying entitled masculine a man hater heavy air cuts on all these descriptors <laughs> and the list goes on but her expression of anger is usually performative not really addressing the source of her anger but rather just as a way to let off some steam if you may she like the nice lady also engages in maintaining the patterns in her relationships by continually acting this way in both cases the key aspect is that there's a need to maintain their relationships, albeit an unconscious one, through never addressing seriously the source of their anger, which will therefore need actionable change from both parties involved. The one who is angry and the one who evokes the anger. And here we've arrived to the challenge, the challenge itself. Um maybe as we went through the podcast so far you were thinking um how am i supposed to suspend my anger and just sift through and get to the to what is really <laughs> making me angry or what is bringing up whatever emotion that you've substituted um throughout this podcast but here is the bigger challenge right imagine you know where the anger is coming from. You have this perspective, you're armed and you have, you know, this is exactly what is wrong. This is exactly what I'm not okay with. Not the action, not really going red and insulting a person or whatever other things that people tend to do. But then comes the part of applying it, of challenging your relationship Mind you, your relationship has carried a certain story, a certain dance, as Dr. Lerner would say. And you challenging this and bringing this new perspective is challenging the relationship to change, is challenging the interactions that you have with this person to change. And I think that 
is the biggest challenge of this because it's easy to have this perspective. It's harder to carry it through and really see it through in order to change how you're interacting with yourself when it comes to anger, but also with the people that you love, the people that you're surrounded with on a daily basis. Herein lies the real work. Are we able to see ourselves in a new perspective? Are we able to see ourselves as people who can act in new ways in our relationships within ourselves and can we see our relationships fundamentally changing because of it? And this challenge is not an easy one. Change is uncomfortable. I'm sure everyone knows. And it's easier to maintain the status quo, to keep arguing, to keep engaging in the ways that we're used to engaging. The work really comes when we have to consistently challenge the way that we look at things and the way that we interact with the people around us. And a story that Dr. Lerna told in the book about a mother and a daughter, when I was reading that, it really struck me. I felt how difficult it was for the daughter to assert herself, to assert her beliefs. And just a little context, the daughter was having a child and the mother was overbearing. That is oversimplifying it, (laughs) but please get the book and read it. The stories are truly beautiful and they really do take you through the motions of thinking about anger and how changing and what changing would look like for the self and the relationships and how difficult it would be. But I would ask, if we don't seek out change, are we signing up for an endless Mexican standoff with no one pulling the trigger? Because I would think that's a lot more energy consuming than actively engaging in trying to change the way that we are within ourselves and our relationships in order to create new dances. Dances that are healthier and helpful to everyone involved. Rather than being in this unhealthy way of interacting with each other and maintaining that throughout our life quite energy consuming don't you think but regardless of what i think and what i've shared we're all autonomous beings who create our lives and if this perspective is going to be useful to you i'm happy if it's not then hey (laughs) maybe come back next week and maybe you'll find something that's more interesting regardless what we've covered today anger is a signal let's not be immersed in the emotion itself and as we've said we can extrapolate this to any and every emotion and really ask ourselves 
what lies underneath really go deep with it and we've also spoken about how anger and how we express it maintains our relationships so this is also asking us to look at these relationships to see if they're healthy and functional for us as people and we've also realized that that could be the most challenging aspect of this whole process of gaining a new perspective is that at some point one would need to actually implement what they're taking in well if you think it's helpful and it could be helpful to you and take it in and apply this change not only to the self but to the relationships around them and how that could be the hardest part of the change of the new perspective but I hope that it won't be too hard and that the prospect of having better relationships with with yourself and with the people around you that that could help you really motivate that change and see that you know we can create new ways of being that are more healthy for everyone involved but with that I'd like to bid you adieu and i hope you enjoy this i hope you come back next week and see what we'll be speaking about